This episode of Welcome Distractions is brought to you by Heinen's. Heinen's, the best place to shop. Cool. <laughs> it's not. But hey, Heinen's, fun for the pie. Local, local uh, grocery store franchise. Yeah, they, I, it's the bougie local grocery store. It's great. Yeah, it's it's like the Whole Foods, but only for here. That's right. We also have Whole Foods. They, yeah, yeah. And but uh, Trader Joe's. They have better, I, I think they have the best meats in the game. Mm. Yeah. Got do you, do you shop there? Meats at Heinen's. Do you uh, shop at Heinen's? We used to when we yeah. were closer to one. Yeah, that's We're giant eagle folks now. I see. Well, you know what? That's you should revise that so Heinen sponsors us. Uh, yeah, we shop at Heinen's all the time. Yeah, we do too. My dad specifically goes out of his way to shop at Heinen's. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Every Sunday, my family cooks fish, and we always go to Heinen's. Uh, the people at the fish market are very reasonable, and they they help us figure out what's freshest and and what's the best price for the day. Cool. It's a it's a it's a good. It's a really great place, and uh, yeah, we really... Yeah, if you're out there listening, uh, sponsor the pod. No, actually, that's a good question. I haven't gone grocery shopping with my mom in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet she goes to Heinen's. Your mom that's has good Heinen's. taste. Well, there's a Heinen's at uh, Wilson Mills. That's right. That's where okay, we go. that's where you go? Yeah, okay, yeah. got it, got yeah. it, got it. I actually almost forgot about that one. I was thinking yeah. about the one in uh, Sugar Ray. There's so many of them. Heinen's is convenient for everyone. All of our Cleveland listeners <laughs> shop at Heinen's. Yeah, we're starting our, uh, starting our 2019 with a fake ad. <laughs> <laughs> Heinen's, a better way to shop. Is that really their? Is that really their slogan? No, I made that up. Oh, okay. Actually, that's one of my favorite comedy podcasts. Does a better way to blank for every ad they do? It's oh, pretty good. funny. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's funny. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Mitchell Crawl as always. Uh, after that ad, I, I'll introduce ourselves. Yeah, I'm still Benson Anderson. Still Benson. Yeah. Yep. 2019. Still. Yes, we haven't changed our names. Uh, still welcome distractions. Still welcome distractions, uh, and you know we. We we're keeping the pod the same for the most part. Uh, just not gonna call it a pod anymore. I'm gonna call it a podcast. A cod past. A cod past. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this isn't your everyday regular podcast. This yeah, is, this is a. It's from the past. It's uh. Yeah. It's a. It's like an old fish. It's a cod past. Yeah, <laughs> so this is our new podcast. We just make shitty jokes the whole time. Hey, that wasn't shitty. That made oh, you laugh. The cod past. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. I'm a big fan of switching around. Um, a spoon. You know what that's called? What's that? It's a spoonerism. A spoonerism. That's what it's called. A spoonerism. Switching the consonants around of yeah. the two like syllables. That's the, the the of two words. Yeah. My dad used okay. to call Casey Blake Basie Clake. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spoonerism. Kitchell Mraw. That's right. That's yep. right. It doesn't I work have, for I my have name. A tough, I have a tough one too. Anson Banderson. Yeah, because you got the A E next to one. Anson Banderson. Yep. And then you got the yeah. There's no vowel. After yeah. That. It doesn't really work. Benson Hitchcock Anderson. Three last names. That's me. Yeah. I have three last names, too. I suppose, yeah. Mitchell Lewis Grohl. Yeah, Lewis spelled... L-O-U-I-S. Okay. Yeah. So it's not L-E-W. Arguably, everyone has three first names unless your name's like John. You mean three last names? Three last last names names unless your name's like John. I know someone whose last name's John. Actually, I don't, but my friend... But I used to... My buddy from uh, from college, Sean Gazerowski, if you're listening out there. uh, Hey, Sean. He had, he had a friend uh, whose name was Eric John, and I always thought that was a great name. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there they go. Everyone can possibly have no, but multiple like, last names. I don't think so. There are first names out there that are not last names. Okay. Right? Maybe? Joel. No, Billy, Billy Joel. <laughs> God, are you kidding? Damn it. That's the first um, one you thought of? John Elton? <laughs> yeah, Elton John works too. Uh, well, but that's not his real last name, is it? I, I think his name's I like, Dw- so. I think his first name's really Dwight. 
I, I believe that. What What is Elton John's real name? Uh, I'm just going to keep stalling here. I think his last, first name's Dwight. Yeah, it's, no, it's his last name's Dwight. It's Reginald Kenneth Dwight. All right, so we're not even, not even close to Elton John, but Elton John's a better name. Elton John is a better name than Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Oh, my God, you know what George Michael's real name is? Uh, no. It's Georgios Kiratsios Panayitao. Oh, he's Greek. Yorgos. Yeah. Well, it's pronounced, it's spelled Georgios, not Yorgos. Like Yorgos Lanthimos, the uh, the guy, the director of The Favorite yeah. and The Lobster. There's but it's not spelled the, like that. There's a guy who used to play for the Kings whose name was spelled like G-I-O. Yeah, it spelled, was spelled that way, pronounced Yorgos. Yorgos well, is... Well, you were wrong. He's Greek. What? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So what we're doing today is we want to make a um, like a, a New Year, New Us episode. We're doing our lessons from 2018, and then we're going to do our 2019 New Year resolutions. And we tried to make these, these 2018 retrospect lessons and the 2019 what we want based upon the sort of topics of this show. Um, that's right there are a couple personal ones for either of for both of us but yeah uh, yeah mostly things that we took away from 2018 and things that we want to see from 2019 in the sort of pop culture realm yeah great summary yeah thank you you're welcome take take a little bow number one new year's resolution be more polite to my podcast partner (laughs) great job benson i don't say that enough thank you oh no yes yes okay um yeah so without further ado uh, you want to get to your first one? Sure. Uh, my first lesson that I learned from 2018 is finding a job is weird and dumb. Oh, it um, is. I have an interview on Thursday with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is yeah. very exciting. But <laughs> the, I, I, I applied for this job, and I actually ended up having to find somebody within the organization to speak to in order to get an interview about sure. it. Sure. But the, the language of the email to me requesting the interview or inviting me to interview was saying that I heard from somebody else that you wanted to have this job. And I was like, yeah, My application for it. <laughs> I sent in an application, so don't you have that? I think it just cemented to me that applying for jobs online is just submitting stuff into this black hole and like who the hell knows where yeah, it goes. Absolutely. And the thing is is like I feel like a lot of the time going above and beyond above and beyond and going out of the box is is looked at negatively because sure. you know they set the rules for a reason, mm-hmm. and they will hire someone who follows the rules. Mm-hmm. It was so just, it's like it was just very bizarre to have that sort of language yeah. presented to me of like, I've heard from this person within on, on our staff that you're interested in applying for this position, and I was like, yes, I am. I also applied for the position, so it was just maybe it's like uh, it just re- reminded me, or or maybe solidified my belief that when you do things on like Indeed or. Uh, glass door or anything yeah. like that like it just goes so yeah <laughs> you got it you got to do it on their website that is like number yeah. one thing i've learned um we could have called this the unemployed podcast <laughs> i just realized that yeah but, but then <laughs> once we get employed that'll be lame we'll be then we'll be the then we'll be the employed podcast <laughs> we'll just so let's just have to change our podcast <laughs> no yeah. i i, I want to guarantee that once we have jobs we'll still keep doing this i'm with you i mean i you make music for, and we do this podcast, so sure. we have things to do. And I also actually uh, just got brought on to WFNY, Waiting for Next Year, uh, which is a Cleveland-based sports blog, independently owned and operated, which I love. Uh, and everyone in the everyone who writes for it's amazing. And it's not a job; it will pay me not much. 
Yeah. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. I get to meet new people. Um, and it might get me exposure for further writing and further jobs. So, so even though, you know, it feels lame without a job and you need money, I, I think one thing that I've learned kind of to add on to your point about applying to jobs is stupid is there are things you can do that are satisfying besides working. And that's kind of what I'm banking on, right? Like, yeah. I want a job that pays the bills, but, like, I studied music and... I like making music because I don't have to do it for a nine to five. Like I can go home and make some music and like, that'll be satisfying to me. Maybe make some money off of it. Yeah. Who knows? There's always chances to freelance as an artist that's or as I a writer. Like, yeah. That's yeah. how I feel about writing. Yeah. I think it'd be sweet if I ended up, you know, getting, you know, doing this my entire life. Sure. Like writing. Yeah. Even and, if it's and, with and a job. And you get to make money on the side. And yeah. That's always nice to have. Absolutely. Maybe your job doesn't pay enough for you to have like a lot of luxurious things, but maybe this secondary job that you also enjoy doing will allow you to pay for some luxurious things. I hope I can get some luxurious things. I would hope so too. Yeah. But as a 23-year-old, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I know you're older than me and you have another degree, but as a 23-year-old, I'm like, as long as it pays the bills, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I'm 24. I'll be 25 this year. Yeah. But you have another degree. I do you're, have another you're degree. You're a little bit further along than I am. Yeah. Yeah. You just graduated. Uh, second, yeah, I guess the second personal New Year's resolution for me is just to play more music. Yeah. Um, I released an album back in March, um, and I haven't really picked up my guitar since, so. You should been, play more music. I should. I want to I write more music. I want to write a musical this year. You want to write a musical? Mm -hmm. That's fun. I want to adapt a novel into a musical. That's awesome. Um, that's, <clears throat> that's the goal. That's tough. I think that's the, one of the tougher transitions of, it's like novel to stage. Yeah. Because novels spend so much time with descriptions and they can deal with temp they can they can move around with temporality so much yeah whereas a musical or any sort of stage play really moves from like point a to point b right a lot of novels move from like point a to like b2 back to point a1 and back so i yeah i almost wonder if there has to be like some sort of intermediate step where you turn a novel into a screenplay yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah that might be the might be the way to go i don't know it's it's a transition that isn't often made which is kind of why i want to do it that's fair yeah we were just talking about how uh you thought lynn manuel uh was like one of the greatest in the heights yeah your, your hot take is that in the heights is is more impressive than than hamilton well it yeah in the heights is is presented in its first form as a musical theater piece right and um, that doesn't happen that doesn't anymore. happen often yeah if, that doesn't if, happen since no no nanette which maybe. is a, which yeah. is a deep reference that that my baseball boys will get i shouldn't say that i think a lot of um there are a lot of off-broadway shows that begin as right. musicals but they don't have the sort of success and traction that in the heights has that's true and but and and, and that's changed as musicals become more of a niche mainstream yeah or niche rather than mainstream and there's a lot yeah. of meta humor in the genre of like talk like if it's a Musical based on a movie, you kind of make jokes about the movie, yeah. things like that, or a lot of your lyrics sort of like condense big parts of the movie down into like one line, and your audience that has seen the movie is like, oh, ha, 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 ha. like that was like a thirty-minute scene that they just like kind of breeze through the <laughs> musical. How funny is that? Yeah. So it's gonna be it's a it's an interesting challenge. I've read a lot of plot synopses nice. of of books and then read them and realized that they wouldn't work at all. Yeah. So maybe we'd we'll be taking some um, some creative liberties. Um, and then when we when it gets to like publishing and things like that, I'd obviously need to get some permission from people. But for now, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. You want to just go through yours? I like this idea. Sure. Yeah. Um, what I learned in 2018, um, a retrospect. So finding a job is weird and dumb. We got through that one. Uh, another one we learned, which we talked about a little bit, uh, 
few months ago is that the World Series is not a guaranteed seven games. Yeah. Um, this year's Major League Baseball playoffs were kind of boring. Um, and the World Series especially was just kind of like a... Yeah, the World Series is It was quick. Uh, yeah. It was a 4-1, I believe. Yeah. The ALCS was fun with that Ed Benintendi catch to end it. Yeah. And there were, there were some crazy plays like the... Was it the Altuve homer that wasn't, I think, where they called interference and it uh, may or may not have been? Yeah. Yeah. So there was, yeah, there was some controversy there. I think in, in general, I mean, last night was the college football finals. What a bummer that was. Yeah, really. Um it always is. Screw the college football. Yeah, well, that's another one I got in 2019. Oh, um, that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for the next, like, half hour or whatever. Um, yeah, championships in general have been kind of lame. I mean, the Cavs got blown out of the water. Yeah. Um, that was a sweep. And, that, and th- this was, like, the first year that's been the case. Other than hockey, I think the Capitals winning was a big deal, but I don't give a yeah. shit about hockey. Um, and the Super Bowl was the Eagles won over the Patriots, but I don't think it was particularly close. It was a good game, though. Yeah. Like, I, I think no one expected it to go that way. Yeah. Um, um, and, yeah. So but that was, was the only one this year that was any good. Yeah. That we can And, like, about. if you want to, if you're an unbiased fan, which I was for most of them, except for the Cavs, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I knew the Cavs were going to get smoked. Yeah. I thought they'd get, like, a, maybe get a game. Well, they should have gotten a game. They should have gotten game one. Yeah. And, and probably game three. Junior um, Smith messed up. Yeah, Junior. Um, so that was, that's, that's disappointing um so 2018 i mean 2019 i like, like some better championships yeah. it was bound to happen though when you think about it. like 2016 was the best world series that i can remember and 2017 yeah. was probably a better world series but i am biased because 2016 was obviously cleveland well here's the thing about 2016 is that seven games didn't even decide it like they needed an extra inning to get this thing out Tw- yeah it was seven games 10 innings in the seventh game decided by one run yep like legitimately that was as close as a World Series as I can remember. Yep. And the fact is, is that the Indians were down their best players. This is not a podcast about the 2016 World Series, Mitchell. Shut up. That's okay. It's, okay. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, so better better championships in 2019. That'd be fun. Let's hope. Um, next, for me, that I learned is not all sequels add things to their predecessors. You learned that in 2018? It took yes. you that long? I, so I think, I think I've been a fan of... You, we, we can both agree that 2018 was saturated with sequels. Like, yeah, there, there was, was like no original idea. 2017 had some sequels. 2016 had some sequels, obviously. But like things that... And reboots. Like, yes. 2018 was just filled to the brim yeah. with sequels and spinoffs. And I think... Yeah. Eventually, they all got to be... Like, I think The Incredibles 2 was a fine sequel. Didn't add a thing. Um, oh, I love The Incredibles too. I, would, I like The Incredibles too. I, I wouldn't even talk about it in this conversation because I think that was one that was worth making. Okay, Deadpool yeah. two didn't add much. Sure. Um, Solo. Yeah. I think it was at its worst when it shook hands with its predecessors. Yeah, everything that I've heard about Solo and I haven't read it, heard seen it, but I've heard like if it were a new fresh thing, it would have been good. Yeah, Solo yeah. is a great movie that is at its worst when it's like connecting itself to the rest of the Star Wars saga. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Fantastic Beasts 2, bad. Um, oh, ma- maybe even took away from the original. Yeah, definitely um, did. I have no interest in ever watching the original again now. Yeah, um, so that's that's except tough for, to see. Except for my boy, Colin Farrell, who I will watch do anything. Yeah, I think the first one's still pretty good. If you want. We, <laughs> we, we have a whole episode about the Harry Potter saga, <laughs> but the first one's still pretty good. I um, like Colin Farrell. Sequels are it's tough great. because I think you still have to take the original into account and like the events of the sequel don't have to necessarily... Um, take away from yeah um 
And then we also had Ocean's 8 this year, right? Yep, or was Ocean's that last 8. Year? Ant-Man and the Wasp didn't add a whole Ant-Man lot. Ant-Man and the Wasp was fine. Also, the, yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, the, the, the Incredible, or not The Incredible, sorry, the Avengers movie. Yep, which was, was pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, but just... But not, like not not always. It, we shouldn't be able to just name like five of the biggest movies of the year and have them all. And they're sequels. all sequels. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, so 2019, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned in 2018: finding new favorite musical artists is very hard. Um, at <laughs> this point, I think my tastes are kind of solidified. Yeah. And there, 2018, I think was just a a year of things that I wasn't very excited about. Yeah. Um. And so I sort of was forced to stumble upon things. Yeah. Um, like, I fell in love with this Gang of Youths album last year. So, like, obviously they're not going to release an album for the next maybe two, three years. Might see one in 2019, see one in 2020. Either way, like, Mariana's Trench, a Canadian band, one of my favorite bands, didn't, didn't release anything this year. So there wasn't a lot that I was like, ooh, I can't wait for this to come out. Yeah. Um, and it was more stumbling upon things. There were a few things, like, connected to the disco and Fall Out Boy that I was like, maybe they're going to come back to where... A point where like I enjoy them, maybe they just had like a lull. It didn't, didn't really happen. Um, so yeah, finding so like we, I was trying to put together uh, uh, ten like my top ten albums of the year. Yeah. It was tough because it was all stuff that like I had just sort of come across. Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict you a little bit here. Okay. I so my musical upbringing from age zero to let's say I don't know twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. all I really listened to was musicals okay. yeah i listen to show tunes and i listen to a little bit of like pop punk just like dip my toe in it a little bit but not too much mm-hmm. um and then i ref- you know and i didn't listen to anything else and then at age 14 my dad got serious radio and we started listening to 70s music and had that together and i started liking like 70s music and classic rock and that kind of thing and then in college that was when i finally started listening to like modern music mm-hmm. And I think maybe the fact that my musical upbringing was so weird and, you know, I, I kept learning new things and I kept, I think I will always be the guy who continues to try to learn new music. And, and I'm not saying like there are styles that I don't think I'll ever get, like mumble rap, I don't ever get. Mm-hmm. But like, I love like learning new artists and sometimes like, and sometimes the, the artists that were my old taste, they release new music and it's disappointing, like. Arcade Fire's album of 2017, Everything Now, was, like, garbage. Mm-hmm. And I loved their first four albums. Yeah, I loved think, them. I think maybe to, to phrase it better is that there was music that I... In years past, I can remember there being an album or a, 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 an artist that I've discovered that I absolutely was enamored with. Mm-hmm. And this year it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that once... When that doesn't happen and you don't have this sort of, like nucleus to base the year off of a in, in music i was sort of like grasping at straws trying to figure out like what i really loved yeah because there wasn't something that i was like totally super into yeah um to be like okay that's easily number one for my year and then like the rest i can i can sort of branch off from there there was that i was lacking that sort of foundation that's fair um next is there's a lot of tv to sift through and almost none of it is on tv um sure. I sometimes just, I mean, I'm only a Netflix subscriber. I know you have Hulu and HBO and all those, so maybe it's easier for you. But as a Netflix subscriber, I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And I watch, like, the first two episodes, and it's boring. Um, there's very few things that will hook you immediately, I think, like, of these sort of streaming series. Yeah. Um, and it's tough, to cut, it's tough to get through because some of it is on a certain platform. Some of it's on 
another platform and some of it's on all platforms. Some of it's actually like broadcasting on TV, which is rare, but things like that. Um, yeah, I think the TV thing, um, and, I, and I'm definitely going to talk more about this um, in, you know, in my segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the TV thing, it's like with, with TV, you have episodes like the best, the best shows last several, you know, maybe even a hundred episodes or more. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if it's a serial show, like it's probably not going to hook you immediately. You kind of have to like get to know the characters and like yeah. my favorite shows, I probably wasn't hooked immediately. Like, I wasn't hooked immediately on the Americans and I wasn't hooked immediately on Mad Men, but like at the same time, I totally understand the aversion to this idea of, well, you got to just give it a chance. Like you got to work through those first few episodes. Like yeah. who wants to work when you're watching it? So I hear you, Yeah. but I, but I know from my own experience that it can be rewarding if you do. So I, I, I definitely see what I, I see both sides. Yeah. I imagine yeah. that's possible. Um, and I, I, maybe it's a New Year's resolution for me to put in the work um, to really fall in love with these TV series that so many people think so highly of. Yeah. Um, it is just tough when you're, you've spent the duration of a movie basically not even dipping your toe into a, a, a visual medium yet. It's odd. You know, because like, if you have two, two, two one-hour-long episodes yeah. and it hasn't hooked you yet... Oh, I see what you're saying. That's a bad movie. You, you, you know, like that's a yeah. movie that just, that just like wasted your time. Yeah. It, like, there are slow burn movies that like take 45 minutes to get going and you're like, this is slow. But yeah. if it's a TV show, if it's like four episodes, that's four, you're expected that's four to hours. like keep going. That's two to four going. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you big time. Uh, 2018, last thing I learned is that miracles do happen. Baker Mayfield is a Cleveland Brown. Um, it was a and pipe, he's good. It was a pipe dream for me. Um, just with all the Sam Darnold talk and the Josh Allen talk, and it was like Baker Mayfield was kind of like on the outside looking in at that number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that he would be there at the four, at number four, and yeah. we'd pick I don't know, Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb, or Saquon Barkley, or somebody who else number one. Thank God we didn't pick Saquon because Nick Chubb Nick is Nick Chubb like, is just as good. Yeah, you could make an argument that he's just as valuable to the Browns as Saquon was to the Giants. Yeah, I mean Chubb is a better pass blocker. I believe that's yeah. Uh, that's what's kind of put. I mean PFF ranks him better. He's quite possibly a better every down runner. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Worse hands. Yeah, um, definitely worse hands. But we have Duke Johnson. Less explosive. We have Duke Johnson. We do have Duke. We have the Duke. And see, I would think that. Well, gonna, I mean, a little bit riff here, but like fifty-three man roster. You're going to carry three running backs. I would like those running backs to get in the game. Yeah. Rather than have one guy, but you need to have an insurance plan or two. Completely agree. I kind of like having two running backs that are like fulfilling a spot on your roster rather than having Saquon Barkley, who's out there every down, which is great. But then there's just, you got, I don't remember who it was, uh, who their backup running back was. Jonathan Stewart? No, he got hurt pretty early. I can't even tell you who the backup running back was for the Giants because Saquon Barkley was out there every play. You have Wayne him. Gallman. Okay. I only know that because I was watching, and then when Wayne Gallman would score a touch, I'd be like, "Fuck you, Pat Shermer! <laughs> Stop screwing me over!" Yeah. So you have you have you have this guy who comes in for like maybe six plays a game, and it's just a wasted roster spot. Like carry another DB or a special teams guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with the Duke Johnson uh, Nick Chubb tandem. What about uh, Hilliard? You know, good for Dontrell Hilliard. I think so. I want to call him Darius for so long. I, think I knew it was D. Yeah. Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard, rookie out of Tulane. Seems like he's pretty shifty. Um, just don't 
He's a third. I mean, he's your third running back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But he seems to be able to catch the ball and run it. So good for him. He's a yeah. good. He's a good kick returner. Yeah, I'd like him to serve that purpose. If he's going to be on your fifty-three man roster. Then yeah, yeah. he's give probably a worse. He's probably a worse kick returner than uh, Jabril. Uh, I think Hilliard does kicks and yeah, Jabril does punch. Yeah, um, so yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield's a Brown, and that was uh, and he's good. You're yeah. forgetting that part. Yeah, we're Cleveland. I knew, he would. I knew he would be. We're Cleveland, though. Things don't go well for us. We also don't draft the top quarterback in the draft ever. Here are the like. The draft picks that have been hyped and have gone well for us. I can count them on two fingers. LeBron James and Baker Mayfield. That's it. Yeah. Maybe Joe Thomas. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but it didn't... I guess so. Kyrie. And Joe Thomas was not hyped. Well, he's a people, people wanted Brady <laughs> Quinn at number three. We got him at 22! I know, and he was bad. <laughs> he was awful! See, the Browns have sat on their hands and seen other quarterbacks go off the board before they get theirs. Okay. Was it was the first year they didn't do that. Sure. I agree with that. At the same time... I think we as Browns fans have no business judging what the Browns should or shouldn't do because here's the thing. We watch the Browns. We have no, we've learned nothing. We've learned how to make a bad franchise. Why, why do we think we know better when the only thing we've watched is this garbage? Sure. That's my point. Sure. Yeah. I, I think it's – if you still watch – enough college football and watch enough film on these players, you can still make an assessment over who the team should pick. Shit, I agree with that. But I, 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 I'm just saying, like, all we know is shit. Yep. No, That's true. all we know. And um, Baker came in, and he's good. And um, He's maybe, good. Maybe it took good coaching. Maybe. Um, maybe it did. Because he wasn't awesome before he got fired. He yeah, was that's good. true. He was good. Maybe, he maybe like it was Hughes parting words like that a, changed him. He looked like a good rookie quarterback, and yeah. then he became... Uh, probably the top 10 NFL quarterback. He is a good quarterback. I, I'm not ready to crown him. PFF says top 10. I'm not ready to crown him. Okay. Yeah. That's not a crown. Top I, 10 is not a crown. But okay. It's a crown. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a crown. Okay. I put crowns on top 10 everything. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So that's 2018 positive. retrospective from moi. All right. My 2018 sports slash pop culture lessons. Number one, podcasts are great. I like podcasts. I I don't think 2018 was the first year I listened to podcasts. It was for me. But 2018 was the first year I really got into podcasts. Um, quick shout outs to some of my favorites. Never Not Funny uh, with Jimmy Pardo uh, and Matt Belknap and Garen Cockrell and Elliot uh, Hochberg are the four guys on that podcast. And uh, yeah, I was going through a hard time for a lot of this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and those guys are just fun and funny and good interviewers. And, you know, they it, it actually helped me. It helped me get through, like, knowing that I could listen to these guys chat for two hours every week and kind of be a part of that conversation in my head was very helpful. Yeah, um, cool. So, yeah, podcasts are powerful. If podcasts you don't mind, are great. I'll, I'll, I'll toss them out there, too. Um, oh, yeah. Blank, I, blank Check with Griffin and David yeah. um, is a bizarre little podcast with um, – Griffin Newman, who stars in The Tick, and David Sims, who's a film critic I love the tick, for The way. Atlantic. I don't know if you've watched it. It's real not. silly. Um, I, heard it, I heard it's real silly. It's um, fun. And they talk about uh, director's filmographies, um, focusing m- mostly on um, young directors who got um, the blank checks to make their passion projects based on um, 
Ah. Having, having, having a lot of success early on in their careers. Yeah. So they've done Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg around DreamWorks, um, that kind of thing. And it's they go on tangents, and you learn so much about how movies get made, it's crazy. Yeah, my turn. Uh, the podcast is potentially my favorite podcast after Never Not Funny. Um, yeah, it's hosted by Joe Posnanski, who is a sports writer, actually born and raised in Cleveland, now based in Kansas City, and Mike Schur. Michael Schur, oh, yeah. the um, showrunner of The Good Place, mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, co-creator of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, now just produces that. Uh, and that that podcast is hilarious. Michael Schur is one of the funniest people I've ever experienced. <laughs> cool. Yeah, he's hilarious. Cool. Uh, and this is, there's so many things. To oh, yeah. From. I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. we're trying to enter in a pretty, uh, pretty tough market here. but uh, That's true. That's true. It's going to be great. My last one that I want to name real quick is uh, Effectively Wild. It's a uh, baseball podcast. It is... I dare say the best baseball podcast besides when we talk about baseball. I'm just kidding. It's the best baseball podcast. They got fantastic guests, interesting guests, uh, from like icons of sabermetrics to like silly things like the only professional player who's ever struck out Will Jan Zastadio twice in one game, Rick Teasley, which happened uh, a few weeks ago. That was real. That was a great podcast. And they in in the in their fun Ben Lindbergh, um, He's a nice guy. He had, I volunteered to uh, help him transcribe his an interview for his book that he's writing with a, a Cleveland-based sports writer, Travis Sochik. Cool. And uh, I shit the bed. And oh, I took... No. Well, I just took too long with it. I um, told him I'd do it, and then it took me like a month to do it just because I was going through some stuff and studying for the MCAT sure. and all that. And I finally got it to him and sent it through him to Facebook, through Facebook and everything. And we just chatted for like an hour. Nice. He's such a down-to-earth guy. This is like, you know, one of the premier baseball writers of today, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And he just chatted with me on Facebook for an hour. He's great. And Jeff Sullivan's fine, too. Cool. Cool. Uh, Yeah, so that's my number one. Podcasts are great. Everyone should listen to them. Fantastic. Number two, don't have artistic heroes. Don't idolize any artists. They're artists. You can enjoy their things. Coming into 2018, here here are the names of some people whose work that I enjoyed. Kanye West, Mm -hmm. Louis Mm C.K., Kevin Spacey. I enjoyed a lot of Harvey Weinstein movies. Uh, He was not a hero, obviously. I barely knew who he was, but I I knew that a lot of movies that he produced, I really enjoyed. And yeah, turns out these people are miserable. These are bad people. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, well, in Kanye's case, he might have gone crazy. He might have used to be okay. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, you can enjoy art, but I think, and you can take things from it and learn from it, but I think there is a line. You have to be yourself. You have to find your own way. You have to have your own artistic and personal integrity uh, that you can't just look up to others for. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think I think 2019 is a time for growing out of idolizing celebrities i agree Um, i agree maybe overdue way Um, overdue you can respect their work and i think a lot of them do some really nice humanitarian work but just you know it's like that quote from wolf of wall street having more money makes you a better person and like sometimes i think people buy into that yeah like someone donates a lot of money to a certain cause and it's like well yeah they have that's a that's like millions to burn yeah that's like when you like round up to the nearest dollar at the grocery store for for us that's what they did yeah except you know on a on a much greater scale because they have way more money right yeah completely 
completely agree. That's a quick one, but I think an important one. Absolutely. My number three is uh, more diversity in everything is good. Uh, I think the world spoke when, or at least the United States spoke when Black Panther and Crazy Rich Agents were two of the biggest movies of the of the year in terms mm-hmm. of box office budget, mm-hmm. both very well received by critics. Uh, and then I and then I also point to the MLB futures game this year was more than ever dominated by African American players. Uh, you, you know, from Buddy Reed in the in the San Diego system. Uh, Hunter Green in the in the Cincinnati system and and and, and their you know t- tens more than I'm forgetting, um, and, and and this was pointed out to me by an Aaron, Eric Longenhagen article on Fangraphs, mm-hmm. uh, but that's great. I mean, baseball has such a rough racial history, even though it was the first to integrate it. It it lasted you know fifty years being segregated and there there is a history of segregation in baseball that doesn't right. really exist in the other sports to the same extent uh and you've seen that you know a a a, a shift away from playing baseball mm-hmm. amongst the black population in the united states uh for the most part and i think part of that is because baseball is a hard sport to play uh just with yourself you need to have equipment yes whereas that is not that is less true for sports like soccer or basketball especially basketball yes and and with football you get you get to play in school mm-hmm. and and that's really where you where you play so baseball has this you, you know i don't want it to turn into hockey where it's only rich white kids playing it i sure. want i i really want baseball to be an american diverse and a diverse american sport it's a diverse sport but it takes that diversity from the world which is fantastic Mm -hmm. but would like it to be diverse in the united states as well i agree and and it would help to um it it would help to break up the sort of stigma of um black players in baseball just sort of being like speed guys yeah outfielders like i think i saw a study a while back i want to say it was for my actual my baseball class i took in college Mm -hmm. but it was like at the the peak of black players in the major leagues was the seventies, and I want to say like, you know, ten percent of pitchers were black, and like five percent of catchers, and five percent of infielders, and like seventy five percent of outfielders. It's yeah. insane, and I definitely want to move away from that too. I want to give credit uh, to to those players that I was talking about. Uh, yeah, here's the Eric Longenhagen Eric Longenhagen article. Um, yeah, and and Taylor Trammell, who is actually you know, there's talk of him coming to the Indians from the mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. Reds. Buddy Reed, I mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr., Key Brian Hayes for the Pirates, uh, Kyler Murray. Hopefully, he'll go play baseball. Uh, you know, Royce Lewis for the Twins. That you know, we're we're getting more and more black American players. And yep. that's and that's a good thing. All right, I'll move on. No, <laughs> I mean that's fine. I was just I was going to make a comment about Kyler Murray, but oh, I, comment, I comment, comment. I wanted to play football. No, I want okay, him yeah. to demolish let's not the stigma of you have to be over six foot two to play quarterback in the NFL. Okay, let's not get into it. Okay, I want him to play baseball. I want I want him to send that message that good athletes should play baseball and preserve the bodies. The, re- the reports are that he likes football a lot more. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay, number four. Some situations can't be fixed. I'm talking Angels. I'm talking Pelicans. These are teams. <laughs> these are these are two teams that have you know in the angels case the best player in baseball in the pelicans place case a top what three 
top three. I was going to say top six, but that was conservative. Three. Uh, top three player. And uh, these teams stink. And that's a waste. They should not... I mean, it's a waste. How, how can you possibly succeed if you have the best player? Especially in basketball. Because yeah, in basketball, true. you have... You know, what, like the Cavs won with LeBron and chump change. You yep. know? I mean, crazy. Yeah, I, I think... New Orleans has maybe more of an excuse than the Angels do just because of market size and the way that money sort of flows around in baseball. Like, there is ample opportunity for a team in L.A. to improve. I guess so, but at the same time, they're definitely second monkey to the Dodgers. Sure. And even in, in, if you want to talk about the state of California, they play third fiddle to the, the Giants. The, you know, I would even say the Padres, I would dare to say, may have a bigger fan base than the Angels. So It's possible. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I agree. Some some things, and something's gonna be fixed. And sad because I really, really want to see Mike Trout succeed and play in the World Series. But with the Angels, I don't think it's gonna happen with the Angels. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. He'll be a Yankee soon enough. That's sad. Number five, the internet is still a place for good. Um, I'm talking uh, Paul Rust, the, the star and creator of the Netflix series Love. Mm-hmm. His Twitter. Is, you know, it it is a bright it brightens my day. Same with comedian Mike Kaplan. That's M Y Q Kaplan, spelled the normal way. Okay. Um, Paul Rust had a funny joke on Twitter that I will get up while I'm talking about the other thing that is really good about the internet, which is it saved Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine was fired. It was it fired. It was canned yep. from Fox and. Uh, and, and, and NBC swooped in and saved it after Twitter went crazy for 48 hours. And I love that. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the greatest shows, one of the greatest sitcoms on TV today. Uh, and and the internet is what saved it. If, yeah. Yeah, it'd be gone if it weren't for that. So um, so the internet's still a place for good. And I'm really happy about it. For better or worse, it gives um, masses of people the platform to say what they feel. And, a lot, and I think a lot of the times we forget that it can be good. Mm-hmm. Paul Russ's joke, by the way, was, quote, what, or like, person A, I don't believe it. A rolled bundle of tobacco leaves won Best Actress last night? Person B, no. Glenn Close, but no cigar. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Paul Russ is great. He's a great person. I really like Paul Russ. Anyway. Yeah. That's that's my uh, that's my lessons from twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah, it was not a good year, but I think we can take good from it. It was not a good year. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. And I, I think um, twenty nineteen has already sort of sh- shown up upon me in the first week, so that's always good to know. Yeah, same. Um, same Z's. So, you know, maybe twenty eighteen was just. I'm not superstitious. I am a little stitious. <laughs> oh my god that is like up there top three worst tinder bios of all time oh i'm not superstitious but i'm just a little stitches but that's just an office quote well okay but they all well, are office that's what i was going for. okay but but, but they, i'm not on tinder Mitch. i i hear you you're you're <laughs> not you're not ready to mingle <laughs> yeah okay that's it um that's why i'm not on tinder <laughs> you nailed it <laughs> Uh, uh, no, the, the other classic one is, I'm just a Pam looking for my gym. Oh, yeah, I don't like that at all. Hate it. Hate it. Stop it. Come up with something clever and creative. Uh, yeah. No, I was just making a little joke there, but 2019 has looked much better than 2018 already. Yeah, so far. Um, all right, 2019. What do I want in 2019? 
What do we want? First thing, a full season of competent NFL coaching for the Browns. Woo! Um, the Browns were six and, no, five and three under Greg Williams, and he is not potentially a competent head coach. Um, better than Hugh Jackson, that's for sure. So we'll see what the Browns can do with, like, an actual bona fide head coach, a good roster construction, a good, a good if fiscally irresponsible general manager in John Dorsey. Luckily, he doesn't. He has the money to be phys- fiscally irresponsible. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, a nice weight off of our backs. And all we can think of now is what could have been mm-hmm. if uh, Hugh Jackson were not the Browns head coach in 2018. That's right. But he won't be in 2019, so that's the most important. I thing. do still think they would have gotten pooped on by the Chargers, but yeah, probably. Maybe and that's, that maybe Steelers game. Maybe too. it's better for the uh, for the uh, Browns to not make the playoffs this season. Get better before before making it this year when they're maybe on the cusp of being a playoff team and then getting yeah. kind of spanked. I mean, that's basically what happened to the Bears. They, sure. look, they looked like the better team, and I still think they were the better team than the Eagles. Sure. Uh, but they just didn't show up to play. Yep. I think that very well could have happened to the Browns. And I think the Bears... That's with, what happened to the Ravens, too. The Bears sorry. with a mediocre quarterback. Yes. The Browns have a better quarterback. Are better than... Are, yeah, the Bears with a mediocre quarterback are probably Super Bowl favorites. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think we're looking at an AFC next year where the best teams in some order could be the Chiefs, Chargers, Colts, and Browns. All of whom have had top ten picks in the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> which it's is pretty, pretty impressive. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, next, uh, less pass interference penalties in, in the NFL. Oh, hell yeah. Or make it the 15-yard penalty that it is in college. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, make it a make it a five-yard penalty and automatic first down for all like, I care. Like defensive holding? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think the I think the spot foul has to go. Um, oh, completely. The Joe Flacco maneuver. Exactly, um, and I think it's just th- there's no argument for not just bombing it for fifty yards every play. No, why wouldn't and you? Looking to looking to draw a flag. Um, yeah, you could underthrow it on purpose. Yep, it tarnishes the game, um, and it stinks. Uh, yeah. Make it a fifteen yard penalty, or uh, just call it less. If um, you're if you're like on, it, let's say you're you're down. Four points. Mm-hmm. You have a minute left. You're on your own twenty yard line. No timeouts. Mm-hmm. You should just bomb. Throw bombs all four plays. Yep. One of them is going to be called for a pass interference. Probably. Yeah. I don't know why more teams don't do that. Um. Or one of them will get picked before you get to the fourth. But shh, we'll see. Shh, 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 no, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a fifteen yard penalty and an automatic first down. Obviously, uh, spot fouls in the NFL are just nuts. Hey, question for you. Sure. If the uh, if the Crimson Tide fired Nick Saban after yesterday's fiasco, mm-hmm. Browns no. defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, maybe. Uh-huh. I think he's. Uh-huh. A, uh-huh. There's a strange thing with college football where that the best coaches are very often the least sought after by the NFL. Yeah. Like we're looking at Cliff Kingsbury getting an NFL job. Yeah. He's bad. I mean, his record is bad. Before that, Laney Kiff Kiff. Yep. Um, yeah. It's the top, I think, Dabo Swinney and um, Nick Saban and Lincoln Riley, mm-hmm. uh, Urban Meyer to Urban. an extent, really good recruiters. They put together the best rosters, and they have really good staffs. Jimmy Hardballs. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's having a tough time. But um, <laughs> yeah. I just want to name more. He runs a prehistoric offense, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the, the top... The the best and the best college coaches are not the ones getting looked at by the NFL, which is odd. It is weird. I think that m- might be why. Yeah, they're doing the most with the most. 
Maybe Cliff Kingsbury was doing a lot with a little. Yeah, maybe like being it's like the fifth to... recruiting option in the state of Texas. Yeah, maybe it's like harder to pry away like a, a Nick Saban or a Dabo Sweeney or like a, or like a Mac whatever that guy's name was. What was that guy's name? The Texas guy, the Texas and LSU guy, Mac Strong or something like He's that. He's going to North Carolina now. You mean is the that old, the old guy? What's that guy's name? Mac. Is it Mac? I want to say Brown. Mac Brown. Are you right about that? Oh, hell yeah. Mac yeah, Brown? Good call. Good call. Yeah. He's going to UNC now? To coach, yeah. Coach football? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I think it's a matter of, I mean, Texas Tech has like, is probably the fifth school for any Texas player to want to go to. Yeah. You got UT, you got A&M, you got Baylor, you got... That's it. Is that it? I think okay, so. Okay, so it's the well, no, 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 TCU. TCU. So yep. It's probably the fifth option yeah. behind all those four. Yeah. He's able to win seven, eight games a season. Maybe he's a good coach. Yeah. Um, not a great recruiter because yeah. he's – I mean, so, I mean, Clemson is the highest – is the place to go in South Carolina. Ohio State. Ohio State is the only place to go in Ohio. Yeah, that's by design. Alabama is also the only place to go in Alabama. No, that's not true. Auburn. Al- uh, Auburn's in Georgia. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? I believe so. Really? Huh. Well, if I'm wrong about this, cut this out. Okay. <laughs> it's going to need editing no matter what. That's okay. Uh, no, I, 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 I believe it. Alabama! Really? Okay, interesting. Is it private? It is public. Okay. I stand corrected then. Good job, Mitch. I'll cut out that dead time. Thank um, you. But yeah, it's in Alabama. So, okay, fine. Alab- but Nick Saban... First of all, the South is an amazing. I didn't mean to. Ground. I didn't mean to like shit up. No, 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 no. It's fine. Yeah. The the Southeast is an but, amazing ground but, for college, for college but, football. But players. then you can say the exact same thing about Georgia, and like Georgia is the only place to go play in Georgia. Like no one's yeah. going to go play at Georgia fucking Tech. Yep. Yeah. Um, Florida has Florida State to compete with. Yeah. Like so, all these places. and and U, UCF right? Yes, UCF yeah, now they're killing it. Um, so it's. Yeah, tough for uh, like a guy like Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's still a bum because yeah. um, he let Baker Mayfield walk and didn't win anything with Pat Mahomes, who's about to be the NFL MVP. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting. I don't. I, Nick Saban as defensive coordinator would be very interesting. He'd be making about ten percent of what he makes at Alabama <laughs> yeah, as an true. NFL defensive coordinator. That might be another reason why you don't see like the highest. You're not. Guys. You're not going to pay your defensive coordinator seven million dollars no. a year. No, no chance. He gets paid so goddamn much. Um, on that topic, uh, another thing I want from 2019 is an 18 college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want, want six with two first round buys. Uh, no. I okay. want all six of the New Year's bowls to be the playoffs. Okay. Um, the semifinals were the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Add in the Peach Sugar. Rose and Fiesta Bowl, and mm. then and there's your playoffs. Yeah, plus Tostitos a, plus Fiesta a, Bowl. Correct. Yeah, um, which is one of the New Year's Six. Right. That was no, I just I just wanted to name. Tostitos. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. What are the other What are the other ones? Tostitos. Uh, Peach Georgia Peach Bowl. But what is the What's the corporate sponsorship? Uh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Yep. Ah, um, uh, that's late. The uh, AT and T Cotton Bowl, I believe, is mm. still uh, the Allstate Sugar Bowl. Okay. The Rose Bowl, I believe, is still unsponsored. It's the Rose Bowl presented by something. Oh, that's yeah. that's true. Yeah, right. it presented by maybe Chase Bank or something like that. Is it Citibank? Northwestern Mutual. Northwestern is something I don't understand. Is um, what it's presented by. Yeah, and uh, what was the last one? Uh, 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 Orange Bowl. Cotton. Uh, Cotton Bowl is AT and T. Oh, you said that. 
Orange Bowl. I believe the orange. Is that Sunkiss Tropicana? Is that Tropicana? Orange Bowl. Maybe a Minute Maid? Capital One. Orange Capital. Bowl. Why can't Minute Maid or Dole <laughs> or Tropicana do the Orange Bowl? Like, why is Tostitos Fiesta Bowl the only one that makes sense? That's, that's what a, I want to know. That's a good question. That's what I want to know. That's a good question. What? Okay. Cotton Bowl. They should change the name of the Cotton Bowl, so it's not like. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those, those are your New Year's Six Bowls, and those are your. Those are your that those are your six quarterfinal and semifinal yeah. games. And then your final is your BCS National Championship. My bonus resolution is change the sponsors of the damn bowls to make sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think what's weird, what will be frustrating about an 18 college football playoff is I still don't think UCF gets in. Yeah, I still think that the, so the, com- the committee Ohio would... Ohio State, Georgia. I, I still think just the, the committee would finagle UCF to be like number nine. And be like, oh, you were so close. Well, who else would have done it? Who else would have gotten in over them? Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington. I think would have all gotten in over. Oh, I hope Washington wouldn't have gotten in over. A three-loss team would be tough to justify, but I think it might have happened. Uh, that's that's rough. Well, I well, hope you I hope your, your I hope your I hope your New Year's resolution comes true, and your and your prediction about it's wrong. I think it's trending that way. Yeah. I hope it's. I hope it's. I hope I'm wrong as well. But I do think this committee is like, oh look, we'll put UCF seven, so it looks like they were really close to being in the final four. Yeah. But like maybe that just puts them at like eleventh in an eighteen playoff because they're still just gonna be like, you got really close. Yeah. There was a lot of to do about Ohio State being number six and Georgia being number five. Yeah. And it's like who cares? Who does care? You're not in the top four. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really affect what bowl you play in either. You just kind of get no, invited. No, you were still right? won the Big Ten. Yeah. And Washington still won the Pac-12. That's still yeah. the Rose Bowl at this point. I think I'm off college football. I think I'm completely off of it. I, I didn't watch. I didn't. I watched maybe three minutes last night. Yeah, I I watched zero. I I drove Uber. Um, yeah. So that's one thing I'm looking for. A lot of I have a lot of sports. Uh, what I want from 2019. A salary okay. cap in Major League Baseball is my next thing. Boo! Just to relic. Just just to regulate. You know, I, I wanna. I want there to be a. First of all, it's bizarre because a lot of like smart baseball writers are talking about teams "quote unquote" clearing space for other players. Yeah, and like that's not a thing. Sure, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. What do you mean? Yeah, the Yankees and the Dodgers and all those guys have been under the luxury tax, which is everyone's treating like a soft payroll, like a soft salary cap now, which is great. Owners can still toss money at teams. They can. You Um, mean at players? Sure, or yeah. yeah, or at players. I mean, yeah. and then the luxury tax is just you have to toss more money. Yeah, um, but teams are obeying it, which is nice. Yeah, I think I hear you, and I know you. You 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 are a uh, you 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 are a what's the word I'm looking for? A blood. Uh, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Your Cleveland Indians fandom, and I and I totally get it because the Indians can't do. With the Red Sox and the Yankees. And the I'm not even suggesting that the... In, because there are still going to be teams that don't spend money. Yeah. I just think that it would limit there being like $240 million teams. I like the fact that players can get paid a lot. I like that baseball is the highest paying sport. I like it. I, I don't want, like I'm that, very pro player. I, I think, don't like that old players get paid more than young players. I agree with that. And I don't like the fact that minor league players get don't get paid. They get completely shafted. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I think... MLB owners are proud. If you if you arbitrarily grouped every possible group that exists, I think I think MLB owners would be one of the least trustworthy groups you could possibly there. Maybe like interesting. Maybe like U.S. House of Congress, you know, House <laughs> of Representatives, 
MLB owners. Trump's cabinet. Yeah, Trump's cabinet. <laughs> Tested third. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm very anti-owner. Okay. Um, but so, I, I don't know that salary cap's the answer. I'm very pro player, but I'm pro good player, and I'm pro young player. That I'm 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 not pro like Francisco Lindor MVP candidate making like 700k a year. Yeah. While, well, that to while, be like, fair, Jason Hayward makes 24. To be fair about that, that is Francisco Lindor's choice. He sure. he could have gotten extended in a second if he wanted job security. Sure. So, any other young great player, Roberto Osuna. Um, you know, guys like that. Juan Soto. Yes. Making yeah. their best players on their teams. Making the least amount of money on their teams. Yes. Until they spend enough time playing where they're old enough to make money. That's okay. dumb. That idea, I'm, I'm on board. I agree completely. I think there needs to be something done. And and, and you see like, oh, well, the, the shelf life of a baseball player is so much longer. Yeah, it's because it they keep playing because they're still getting paid. And the, but the thing is, just like, teams are moving further and further away from signing these old big free agents. So basically this money, the money isn't going into the pockets of the young players. It's just coming out of the pockets of the old players, yes. which I'm not cool with. Yeah. I want, I, I, I'd rather old players get paid than no one, you okay. know? Cause sure. like, I think people lose sight of the fact that the choice, your choice is either pay players or stay in the owner's pocket. It's not like pay players or don't pay players. It's pay players or pay the, the money owners. Goes back to the end. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, amendment. A new CBA in Major League Baseball. Yes. Um, Major League Baseball got its CBA done in like 16 hours or something. Yeah. Which is preposterous because I think it's the worst of the collective bargaining agreements in professional sports. Um, That's fair. It just gives gives young players so little leverage. Yeah. And young players that, even like young players that aren't the best players on their teams can probably still put out production that some of the older players making fifteen twenty million dollars a year could do. Right. Um, I, I, I doubt, I don't know if there's a player in the Cubs AAA like minor league system that could produce what Jason Hayward does. There is. The Cubs minor league system blows. Okay. Which I, which I love. I'm so happy. But like, that they but like replace, replace Jason Hayward with one of these guys. Yeah. And it's $24 million off your books and probably like two thirds the production. Well, Hayward's an exception to the rule. He, he's a guy who got paid and then immediately got bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but even still like a lot of free agents are like. 29, 30 years old. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's not that old in baseball, but... Past the, but past the primes of their career, potentially. When, when, yeah, when you're signing like a like a Miguel Cabrera to that kind of contract. But no, at the same time, yeah. I at the same time, I enjoy like unpredictable things. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way that baseball economics are working is, is every team's thinking more and more the same. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's kind of getting more and more homogenous. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's necessarily the best. Like every team is baking, like basically becoming a small market team. Every team's yeah using analytics, like a spending mid-market. money wisely, etc. And and what that does, everyone's kind of saying collusion, collusion. Mm-hmm. What that does is it means every team is the exact same, right? And if every team's the exact same, how is a player going to choose one team over the other? Like, sure. no one's going to blow a player away with an offer because every team knows the exact same thing. I think it's interesting, though, because, like, the Yankees are so scary because they have tons and tons of money and are also running their team as though it's small market. Yeah, it's terrifying. They're just going to extend all their guys. But see, that's why I think a salary cap is necessary because there are still teams that have more money but are acting, but are but are becoming smarter in terms of how their team yeah. is being managed, their money is being managed, 
it's not just like the Yankees are just tossing money at their players anymore. They are being smart about the money that they spend, but they still have a lot of money that they're able to spend. Yeah, how about more revenue sharing? Sure. Yeah. I like, like that, that a lot. Yeah, I'd like that. Like, if you sign a contract for X amount of money, you have to, like, in addition, like, X amount of money gets shared. To? Other teams. Oh, like I see. It goes, it goes into a pool that got shared. Yeah, to sort of divvy up the expenses a little Wouldn't bit. Wouldn't that be interesting? I think it would be, because then, like, you wouldn't have the Tampa Bay Rays who can, like, cap at, like, $65 million of payroll. I don't know. If, like, that's the other thing that I don't understand. Like, I'm not sure if, if that's if they if it's that they can't afford it or they refuse to pay it. And, th- and that's a thing that we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Like, we will never know. Are the Dolans just not as wealthy as the other owners? Mm-hmm. Or do they refuse to spend the money? And, and we'll never know. I I kind of fall a little bit on the latter side now these days, and I didn't before. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, they're rich. They own a team. Money, mon- they're making money. They're yeah. making money off the Indians. I think it's it'll be interesting to see, like, when teams get bought and sold, how much their spending changes. Yeah. Because then that, that common denominator changes right. of, like, this is the owner, this is how much money they're able to spend. Yeah. If the team is sold and a new owner comes in and he starts spending more money, then you know that it was the owner doing it and not yeah. just the market of the team. I agree. And, okay, when when the Dolans bought the Indians from Dick Jacobs in mm-hmm. the 90s, um, they, uh, they, um, yeah, they bought it for $300 million, right? Yeah, that's nothing. The, yeah, that's nothing. The <laughs> yeah. Marlins were just sold for like one point one billion. Yeah, and they're the fucking a Marlins. The Marlins came in last place in 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 attendance by like, you know, two hundred thousand a game, or something yeah, like that. That's bad. They were the only team not to break a million. You mean two hundred thousand total? Yeah, well, they were the you only two hundred thousand a game. Sorry, I meant <laughs> that's okay. Oh, I meant I don't know what I was thinking. Two hundred thousand they, people. No, total. they. They were like two thousand less than the twenty ninth best team. They were like they oh, were under ten thousand. Okay, game. yeah, that's what I meant to say. I had a brain fart. That's okay. Yeah, um, but they were but they were the only team under ten thousand a game, yeah. which is awful. That is dreadful. Like one point one million like, dollars. Like the Charlotte AAA team. I forget the who Knights. their AAA franchise for. The Knights. Um, for the White Sox. Are they? Yes. They drew almost as much as the Marlins, which is insane. Maybe we just need professional baseball in Charlotte. I think, well, Major League Baseball. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. They do. I agree. Let's move the Marlins. Oh, I was thinking thinking expansion. I agree. I I think, I mean, this is a topic for another day. We're really hardcore off topic. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's our podcast. This was supposed to be our potpourri episode. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's been a little bit more focused, so we're we're able to deviate a little bit. Okay, next for me on the entertainment side, more greenlit passion projects from great directors. Mm, I agree. Um, and more, um, more public positive reception to those things. Um, I look at a movie like Widows, which was a greenlit passion project from Steve McQueen, following his uh, Twelve Years a Slave Oscar win, and it made like maybe eighty million dollars at the box office, um, which is pretty good. Um, but you know, it, there's there there should be more there should be more people going to see movies like this. Um, more movies that really, really good filmmakers or auteurs, artists, whatever you want to call them, this is what they want to make. A studio has said, yep, thumbs up, go make this thing, and then people don't really go and see it. 
Um, well, this was a down year for it, I think, as well. Yes, I agree. Um, so two, that's what I'm saying. 2019, more greenlit passion projects. Yes. Um, like Dunkirk in 2017. Absurd passion project. Love I mean, a movie Dunkirk. like Dunkirk should, like, Dunkirk is the kind of movie that people should be asking Christopher Nolan to make. Yeah. Because it's a war movie and, like, dads go see it. But, like, Christopher Nolan was like, no, I want to make a movie about Dunkirk. And everyone was like, yeah, okay, do it. <laughs> or, like, or like Inception, <coughs> Inception, Interstellar. I mean, Christopher Nolan is a huge example of this, of somebody who's just like, I want to make this movie. And they're like, yeah. okay, you know, yeah. we trust you. We trust your filmmaking ability. Tim Burton is still getting by off of, like, Edward Scissorhands. That's true. Um, hey, uh, Spike Lee did it this year, too. With uh, Black Klansman? Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, okay, cool. Loved it. Um, based off a true story? Mm, yes. Okay. Yeah. Spike Lee's, I think, done a lot of those. I yeah. Well, he did the Malcolm X. Yeah. Um, either way, I mean, that's it's a good point. Yeah. We didn't get a lot of we didn't get a lot of um, of of movies from um, auteurs this year, though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Edgar Wright, um, Christopher Nolan. We got Spielberg, but it was kind of a bleh. Ready Player One. Ready Player cool. One. I like it. Um, uh, we didn't get any David Fincher movies. We got that's true. Uh, we got a David Fincher television program. That was, uh, was it last year? Yeah. Ah. That was oh, October of 17. It rocks, though. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting more. Um, but yeah, people like people like that who just make really good movies, um, they're not... Um, either they don't have ideas, um, their ideas are not being um, greenlit by production companies, and then when they are, I don't think people are going to see them enough. I think... I'm a big fan of this movie, but I think Widows should have been a smash hit. Yeah, I agree. I think it should have been too. It's I, it's at seventy seventy four point two million dollars. How much did it cost? Like forty two. Okay, it made money. Wasn't a bomb. Sure, but like Mortal Engines made seventy four point two million dollars. Yeah. And How? It cost, cost one hundred fifty. How did it make that much money? I don't know. But that's Who's what I'm saying. Seen is that like, movie? But who isn't seeing Widows? I don't know. Yeah, good point. Now, I dragged, it's dragged my, I terribly my marketed. I mean, the poster looks like it's a soap opera. Yeah, it looks like a political thriller. It does. Um, it's not. It's a heist movie. <laughs> Go see Widows. It's God not damn even it. a, It's not even a play. It's not. It's a movie with a heist in it. Yeah. yeah. Go see Widows. It's damn good. it. It's so it's good. It's a good movie. Um, no one saw Bad Times. Yeah. At the El Royale. That was yeah. an original IP. It was great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, a, a movie that a movie like that that should have been seen a lot. It's very Tarantino-y. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Drew Goddard, I think, is a an up and coming. Drew Goddard. Star. Um, That's how I say it. Uh, Overlord, we saw, had a good time. Yeah, it was um, fun. Nobody saw that. I mean, apparently, I mean, people saw it, but it was like forty million dollars yeah. at the box office. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to see that? That's a great movie. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Um. So yeah, go in two thousand nineteen. Split. M Night Shyamalan. Uh, Split was. Was it twenty seventeen? Yeah. No, it was early twenty eighteen, right? No. Shit. Wow, time flies. Split was actually early two thousand seventeen. I knew it was a January movie. Yes. Wow. And, uh, Glass wow. is a. 2019 a, movie. It's coming out in like two weeks. Yeah. Go see Glass. Go see Glass. Um, yeah, just go see if like, if you have a director the, that you okay. like. Can I addend your resolution? Yeah. Go see more movies. Sure. Yeah. I saw 26 movies this year and I think I maybe saw like five that were like original IP. <laughs> yeah. it's a, it, That's one of, one of my resolutions is related to that. Yeah. So um, leave it there. Next thing I want from 2019, which I'm going to get, is Star Wars around Christmas time. High five! And I, and I also want a nice roadmap for the franchise's future. Because yeah. we saw this year that they're going to cut out all those Star Wars story spin-off movies. I was kind of looking forward to the James Mangold Boba Fett movie, but whatever. 
not happening. The Yoda movie, Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, Boba Fett movie, none of them are happening. Good. So what is happening? That's what I want to know. Um, what can we look forward to? The Han Solo movie was like, we, we are now at, the end of 2019 will mark the end of all the things that Disney said they were going to make when they made the purchase. Yeah. You know, you know how they could make more money from each Star Wars movie? Make less of them. And I feel that way about almost everything. Okay. If they if they made fewer of them, each of them would make more money, and it would be a, a better cost model as well. I get the the desire to just keep pumping them out because mm-hmm. like they each each of them do make money, mm-hmm. but they would make more money if there hadn't been one for a while. Think think Star Wars Episode Seven. I think Solo would have made a lot more money had it come out this past month and not sure. I completely agree. Um, yeah, I completely agree. It's not about money. Make good ones. Like, Well, to them it's about money. To us it's about good. Okay, but m- the Marvel franchise makes plenty of money. Mm-hmm. and they But they keep making like pretty good fun movies. Was Thor 2, did Thor 2 make a lot of money? No, Thor 2 was bad. But yeah, like, but that did was... it make a lot of money is my question. Probably. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking it up. Keep talking. Um, so what I'm saying is, let me maybe kind of have like a Star Wars spotlight in a later episode, but... Um, yeah, the the worst part about these movies is that they keep shaking hands with one another. This universe, which is supposed to be massive, feels tiny. I mean, there's like 12 people in this whole franchise, basically. Over nine movies, ten movies now. Yeah. And we've met like 12, 15 people. Yeah. You have this whole galaxy to deal with. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Boom. That's all you need that you have this universe you can work with. Like, we can go back to Tatooine. I don't care. Yeah. I don't need to keep seeing new planets. Like, you're not running out of space. You're not running out of characters. You have so many things you could do with the rules of this universe. Just keep making good movies. Thor 2, by the way. Budget of uh, $152 million. Box office, $644 million. Yeah. Not, not, not good. Bad movie. Made a lot of money. Marvel movies come out far more frequently than Star Wars movies do. I agree, but I think we already got three. But, but as Marvel you, but, but as you pointed out, there are already more Marvel movie characters than there are Star Wars characters. They're doing True. more interesting things. True. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Keep making good Star Wars movies, and they will make money. Um, but I think you should space them out. Just maybe a little bit. But just so like, Black Panther came out two months before Infinity War, and then Ant Man and the Wasp came out two months after Infinity War, and they were all successful. Agree. Um, because they were all pretty good. Yeah. They, and I think Solo's also pretty good. But, yeah. I'm excited. New Star Wars, wrapping that up, and potentially a roadmap for the future. Which is cool. Okay. Is no more, No more shaking hands. I don't want to see any more about Han Solo, <laughs> Luke, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, right. Darth Vader. None of it. I don't want to see any of it. Are those the rest of your resolutions? Yes. All right. Let me go. Okay. All right. Number one. This is a personal one. I want to watch more movies. I want to watch less TV. Interesting, um, okay. I, I, you know, I, I alluded to it earlier, but 2018 was a rough year, and when, and when you have a rough year, it is easy to sit on your couch in sweatpants and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so, so on that level, like, going to see more movies means you are doing something. Movies are self-contained. You can watch movies with friends. It's much harder to watch TV with friends. I think movies are just, I don't know. I, I think there is something more effortful about watching a movie mm-hmm. um not that it's and it's still lazy but it's a sure. little more like i mean i think 
like you pointed out, like you can make a good TV show that takes forever to get into. And mm-hmm. I think like just watching, like it is easier to watch a lot of material if you are watching movies than TV. Like it, it I don't know. I just want to watch more movies. I yeah. think that's important. That's a good one. I th- yeah. So that's my number one. Number two, let's keep the success going, Cleveland sports teams. Uh, yeah, I think, every, you know, my grandpa's telling me he thinks the Indians' window's closed. He thinks they're no longer a good team, and I do not think that's true, and I really hope that the Indians prove that this year. I'm a little worried that the team's become complacent under Terry Francona. Stay tuned for your article about their offseason. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I should be a better plug. Plug that for you, sorry. Plug! <laughs> plug! We should make a plug song. Okay, I'm nothing to plug, so I'll, I'll think but, about it. <laughs> no, let's make a plug song, seriously. Okay, fine. Yeah! I'll, I'll make the plug song. I'll make the plug song. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can make the plug song together. You can just... You, I, I, I can produce it. Sure, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good idea. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> hey, I think I have good musical taste. I think you do, too. <laughs> just keep going. Go, go. <laughs> yeah, I think the team's uh, maybe become a little complacent or Terry Francona. I think he... I know it's not his style, but, like... This team underachieved at almost every level last you year. You spank them. I'm a little worried about it. I, I think spank just too many carrots. Just too many carrots. Need need a couple more sticks in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think this window is closing. This team, I mean, the top of this roster is the most talented top of a roster in baseball. It still is. Maybe besides the Red Sox because Mookie Betts is amazing. Uh, but like. I would I would take I would take the pair Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez over pretty much any pair on any team in baseball. Yep. Um, uh, let's go through Mookie and who David JD did JD maybe or who's their number one Chris Sale. Okay, maybe that's a better one. Maybe Mookie and Chris Sale is a better one. Maybe, uh, but, but Chris Sale still can't stay healthy for a whole season. It's close. It's definitely close. Uh, this is and and this is still the team that has probably the deepest. Best starting rotation in baseball, especially now that people are leaving the Astros, especially now that they no longer have Dallas Kuechel, Dallas Keuchel, yeah. and uh, Charlie Morton. Uh, yeah. So this is still a great Indians team. I think people are sleeping on them just because they underachieved a bit last year. Stop sleeping on them. This is still the best team in this city. This is still the best team in the city. I, don't, I know the Browns are exciting. The Browns are new. The Indians are still the best team. We got to show up this year. We got to support them. Uh, yeah, please be excited about the Indians and be excited about the Browns too. I'm not. I'm not to take anything away from the Browns. Like I've been alive for 24 years. The only other year that they were any good in my lifetime, they have two. They had my birth year with <laughs> under head coach Bill Belichick. Yep. And they had 2008. 2008, in which they went 10 and six and didn't make the playoffs because the goddamn Indianapolis Colts started goddamn Curtis Painter against the goddamn Titans. Yep. Yeah. So Curtis yeah. Painter, not good. Bad. Bad. <laughs> Curtis Painter, Dan Orlovsky, all those guys need to go away. Yeah, Orlovsky's had a pretty good uh, broadcasting career though. Has he? Yeah, he's he's a good guy to listen to. Okay. Like okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And. and I think I'm most excited about this Indian season because it's like guaranteed fresh faces. I mean, I remember being really excited for the 2016 season because we had no, no, 17 season. Wait, which who are the you? Two, excited okay, for? so the 2016 season was Edwin Encarnacion. Yes, and um, it was also Francisco Lindor's first full year. Yes, so we had some new faces in the, in the lineup, um, a lot of excitement. We swept the Rangers in Texas. I remember it was great. Um, 
and then we got swept by the Diamondbacks in Arizona. That was not great. Um, <laughs> those were our first six games. I remember them. Oh, yeah, wait, this year or last year? Last. Year. I think that was last year because Lindor hit a uh, a, a walk off grand slam. Yes, off of Sam Dyson. Yes, he sucks. Yeah, I it was off the foul pole. Yeah, so um, fresh faces in the lineup. Yes, You're gonna, guaranteed. Hey, um, hold on. Throat callback. Lonnie Chisnell, three homers, nine RBIs oh, against that was, that was Texas. Nice. That was great. Uh, I remember listening to that game. You're going to see Carlos Santana back in the lineup. Oh, I can't We're wait. probably going to see Jake Bowers in the open day Woo! lineup. Woo! Jake middle, Bowers. In the, in the middle of that lineup, um, you might see like a Jordan Leplo in the outfield. Okay. You might see A.J. Pollock in the outfield. I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, they're going to have new faces. One thing I hated about last April was that it was like, everyone was all the same except Yonder Alonso. And Yandy. Yandy didn't finally, start this season. He, no, he didn't. But, uh, didn't he start the season with the club? No. No, uh, no but he didn't, maybe, but he didn't play. Well, speaking of Yandy, read my article on yeah, Twitter y- next y- year. Yandy Diaz. Uh, y- the Ballad of Yandy Diaz. Yeah, it'll make you sad that the Indians traded him. Yeah, it which will. Which is what it's supposed to do. And make you like The Incredibles. Who doesn't like The Incredibles? I don't know. It also won't make you like it. <laughs> it's yeah, just... if you don't like The Incredibles by now, A, you're wrong. B, <laughs> nothing's going to make you do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And, the, and yeah, you mentioned Loplo. You mentioned Maroth. You mentioned yeah. Santana. Fresh faces are always fun. What about Chi Wei Hu? Chi Wei Hu. He might be like your opening day setup guy, which is really scary, but we'll see. Over under 0.5 Twitter memes about Bauer and Bauer's law firm oh, for the Indians. 0.5? Over or under? You mean... You're asking if they're going to make it a meme. Yes. Yes. 100%. Okay. I'm taking the over. Okay. They're getting, I am the Indians, not looking for it. If you look at the Indians' Twitter account, it's desperate for the season to start. Oh. <laughs> You're making some bad posts. Oh, it is terrible. The Indians' Twitter needs to get step up its game. You know, take notes from the Rockies' Twitter. That Twitter's See, great. I think the Indians' Twitter is actually really good when the season's going. That's fair. You know what You know what Twitter account I missed is Shapanetti? Yes. That was a great Twitter account. That was a good one. Shout out to Chapinetti if you're out there. We miss you, man. We miss you. Come back. <laughs> All right. My next uh, my next New Year's resolution is a new Sufjan Stevens album. Interesting. Uh, it's very specific, I know. But he's like my favorite artist at this point. Mm-hmm. And his 2015 uh, album is my favorite of his albums. And this is, you know, it's like maybe number six of his albums that I really like. And it's not too common that... That late into a career, you get his best album. 2015 was Carrie Lowell, wasn't it? That's right. Okay. That's your favorite? Yes. I thought Illinois was your favorite. I love Illinois. Uh, Illinois. Come on and feel the Illinois. Right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, but Carrie Lowell, I think, is his best album. I think it is pretty clearly his best album, in fact. And and that is a career of amazing freaking albums. Uh, But the thing is, is it's not an album for all the times. You know, it's only a sad album. Only sad. yeah, because, like, I remember, like, when that album came out and I was listening to the song Fourth of July, which ends with the refrain, we're all going to die over and over again and shedding a single tear on my bed in college. And it was so sad. It was such a good album. And, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping for another state. Maybe Ohio? Sufjan, can you make that Ohio album? <laughs> yeah, there's, what, is it Michigan and Illinois? Michigan and Illinois, yeah. Okay. Michigan was 03, then... Uh, you got your uh, Seven Swans in 04, Illinois in 05, Age of Odds in 10, and then you got Carrie and Lowell in 15, and then he has like 75 Christmas albums somewhere in between there. Nice. 
Except yeah. uh, for all the Christmases that have come and gone since 2015. Yeah. All 75. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he also has a great song about Tanya Harding. He should hear that one. It's okay. fantastic. He actually has it in D and E flat. Um, okay. he, well, he has one Tanya Harding in D major and one in E flat minor. And it's, they're, the, they're the same they're song? They're the same song, but he recorded two versions of it. Okay. It's real interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah, he's great. He's, yeah, like I said, he's probably my favorite artist. He's the voice of an angel. So I want a new Sufjan Stevens album. It's been four years. Addendum to that, I also want a new uh, Fiona Apple album. Okay. Fiona Apple releases like an album every seven years, and her last one, I've told you what it was called, right? Uh, it's really long. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think you told me. It's called The Idler Wheel, dot, 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 because no one knows the full name of it. Okay. Yeah, because it's something like, The Idler Wheel is wiser than the pawn of the bishop, and the monkey whips the horse with two times on Tuesdays. Great. Or something like that. And that came out in 2012? It came out... I want to say it even came out in 2011. Oh, so yeah. she's late. She's late. Come on, Fiona. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't rush genius. No, I suppose not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my number four is more comedy movies. Okay. There were no comedies. The comedies of this year were legitimately like Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's not a comedy. It was funny, though. It was funny, but I it's not a comedy. It. Yeah, Give me right. blockers, actually, but which I didn't see. I didn't see it either, but yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm, I, I'm it's curious It's on HBO about right it. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, good to know. Which good I'll know. log in on your Xbox after we're done here <laughs> so you can watch it. Yeah, but what were the comedy movies this year? Uh, tag, bad. Sucked. Uh, Holmes and Watson, bad. Oh, my God. Talk uh, about bombs. Uh, yeah, the, I, I guess like Ant Man and the Wasp was up there. Um, Deadpool two, Deadpool but again, two. that's that's a yeah, superhero a funny comedy, movie. Yeah. Um, Incredibles two, superhero, co- but it's also funny. Right, did you just Google comedy movies of two thousand? No, I just went to twenty eighteen film. Uh, comedy movies two thousand eighteen. Let's see, Blockers, Night School, bad. Uh, book Club, bad. Uh, Game book Night. Book Club's not a Game club. Night. Pretty good. <laughs> Game Night rocks. There needs to be um, more movies like that Game was Night. Like a February release. I that think, movie was so good. Um, action Point, bad. Um, sorry to bother you. Nah, kind of it's sad, not really kind comedy. of sad funny. Uh, yeah. Super Troopers 2, bad. <laughs> Ralph Breaks the Internet, pretty good. Didn't um, see it, but also not a straight... Me, bad. A lot of these aren't straight-up comedies, though, no. you know? Blockers is really the only... Even Game Night is like a yeah, Blockers, like a Night School, and I think like Action Point, like the three yeah. comedy comedies. Death of Stalin. Oh, okay. Death of Stalin was a good comedy. Um... Love Simon was like a romantic comedy. That I was pretty good. That movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, yeah, but like Netflix makes these crappy rom coms that everyone watches because there aren't any other comedies to watch. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, I if feel someone, pretty. Yeah. If someone actually made. Oh man, I have no interest in I Feel Pretty. That sounds awful. That's fine. It, well, I don't think you're supposed to. Oh, Happy Time Murders. Bad. Oh, I heard awful. that was abominable. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, okay, comedy movies. I like it. Yeah, we need more comedy movies. Like, I mean, this is a, it's been a hard time for the United States. It's been a hard time for me personally in 2018. You know, it would have been nice to go to the theater and laugh for a couple hours. Yeah. Where are the good comedians? Where where are the comedy writers? I mean, I get it. They're all making great TV. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you know what? Mike Schur, I'm calling you out. Make a movie. Yeah. Make a movie, like right? Even, even like Paul Feig, like in that sort of like Mike Sher line, yeah. made a good movie. A Simple Favor? Yeah. Wasn't too funny, though. No, not a comedy. Make a movie. All these all these great sitcom writers, and there's never been a better time for sitcoms, I'll say that, mm-hmm. as a 24-year-old punk. <laughs> uh, there's never been a better time for sitcoms. There's okay. We know there's tons of comedy talent out there. Mm-hmm. Where are the comedy movies? 
that's what I'm saying. So um, that's my number four. Uh, a plead to all of those. That's not a word. A plea. A, a, plea, a yes. plea to all of those. I plead guilty to bad grammar. A plea to all of you comedy writers out there. Please write some movies. And my number five, and perhaps most important, 2019 New Year's resolution is, let's keep improving our podcast. Yes. I, 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 I like... I liked this. I liked... We had a plan. We had... I mean, it was a, it was an easy one today. Yeah. Uh, we just had our 2018 lessons, our 2019 resolutions. came from us not having a plan. It did. <laughs> but that's fine. We need to yeah. brainstorm. We need to... We need to come up with structure. I, I think I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be a more enjoyable listen. We have the sound quality. We have the, the rapport. We mm-hmm. have the knowledge. We have the interests. Mm-hmm. We want to be good. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is make it happen. Yeah. Let's and we do need, it. We need um, audience um, suggestions. Yeah. And, um, and Heinen's sponsorship. Yeah. On the bucket list. Not, not the bucket list. Things that we need to have. <laughs> um, social media. Yes. Um, a presence there. Uh, which I can work on. I can work on that too. We'll both work on it. It'll yeah. just be a shared password. It'll be great. Um, yeah, we want to we want to um, get more audience interaction. I think um, I'd love to have like a Q and A episode. That'd be great. Um, yeah. I don't know what, to, what the, the fuck you mailbag. What what you guys want to ask us? But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you yeah. can literally ask me anything, and I will probably tell you. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 not even exaggerating. No, I'm not either. I'm an I'm open, I'm an open book. If you want to ask me things, I will not tell you things without precedent. I'm an open diary. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm better written. I've been edited mm. as an open book. Mm. Mm. You're like the Bridget Jones diary. I'm I, I like <laughs> I I'm like the uh, I'm like <laughs> diary of Anne Frank. Oops. Oh, <laughs> Oops. Rachel. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not like the diary of Anne no. Frank. No, no, no. I'm no, not no, at all. No. And I'm Jewish, but I, so I can say things like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this really divulged quickly into nonsense. It did, but we have a plan. We do have a plan. You have a plan. I, we, we won't share it now because I don't really know what it is. But um, we do have a plan. No, I, I, I think it's just like structure, having ideas of what we want to talk about. I want to have more guests on the podcast. I think that would be fun. That. I think that'd be fun. A little fresh, little fresh voice. Yeah. Little fresh voice. In case you're sick of us. Yeah. How how could you not be sick yeah, of this I'm voice? Sick of me. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, having a guest will be fun. Um, we'll try and get Alex back on, maybe. Um, yeah. And you have some friends that have, have been some listening and, and have some uh, some hot takes, like Baby Driver's Bad. Um, which May- is yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Maybe uh, maybe my WFNY guys, if I if I yeah. put in good, if I have good graces with them, maybe some of them would want to come on. Yeah, we'll come talk to them about. Baseball, yeah, and football. Well, you know what I'd love on this. You know what I'd love on this podcast. This is my number one 2019 New Year's resolution: is to get a female voice on this podcast. I like it. Yeah, I think that's very important. I like it. I tried to get Meredith on here for the Harry Potter episode, and she said she was underqualified. Oh, Meredith, come on! And I was like, um, I don't really think we have any qualifications for this. <laughs> you, you need at least a PhD to be on this. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we have high we have high standards for our guests. Yeah, so she's going to work on it, and, and then once she gets the proper uh, yeah. cr- credentials, I'll see her in seven years for episode, <laughs> you know, three hundred eighty billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's episode twelve. We made it. That's right. We made it. Dozen. Let's go for a baker's dozen next week. I like it. All right. Yeah. On behalf of Benson Anderson, Happy this is Mitchell Crawl. I'll say it for myself. Happy New Year. 
hand up. I don't know why I'm speaking for you. That's okay. You're allowed. I am the host. You are the host. I'm the host. Good for you. I'm the hostess with the mostess. All right. And goodbye.